0: This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Knows. Yeah, good morning. Uh, We are doing the Uddhav Gita, last message of Sri Krishna. We had concluded yesterday up to verse 5. So today we are going to do verse 6 onwards from chapter 10. We are doing verse 6 onwards from chapter 10. the Uddhava Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna. Uddhava had asked a question, what are these powers and Krishna is answering him telling him that there are 8 principal powers which are associated with him and then there are 10 secondary powers which come bundled around with it. So these are about 18 different powers. So those who follow the path of Pranayama, yoga, meditation, so on, they are able to get into this, what is called as the powers. It's a part and parcel of attainment. We are going to discuss about the rest of the ten powers today and some methods, a little bit of methodology of how to attain these powers. So, there. So, we'll do verse 6, chapter 10, Uddhav Gita. Being unruffled by necessary evils of the body, hearing and seeing things from a distance, swiftness like that of the mind, assuming any form at will, entering into anyone's body. So these are different different kinds of secondary powers. These are not primary. These are the secondary powers. That means they come on the next periphery. Being unruffled by necessary evil of the body. What are the necessary evils of the body? Sometimes you get very hungry. Sometimes you feel very sleepy. Thirsty. Sometimes you get so irritated. You may not be wanting to sit in one place. These are the problems which a person faces. How would you like to control them? So to control them you have to follow the path. Now the path of doing meditation, pranayama and all you will be able to overcome these issues connected to all these. Now Imagine you are in a place where there is very little food available. You are going trekking to the Himalayas. You know, to get to the first stage and then to the second one, and while you are crossing the mountains, there are very few places where you get food to eat. And as you climb higher, there is no food anywhere. You are carrying your own, you know, tank of oxygen, you are carrying your food, literally everything. You have a small backpack, a small package with you. If you carry a heavy package, you have a problem there. So you are going to carry lesser amount of stuff. Carrying that less amount of stuff and going high up into the altitudes can be very, very tricky. So food, water, air, it's in a lesser quantity, isn't it? So if you have this power, you will be able to control what you eat also. Your stomach is not going to be hungry. You will not need water also. You will be able to survive in that less atmosphere over there. The air is thin. Now these are certain things which you can achieve. Now think why is it that all these sages, saints, sannyasis, sadhus, they go to these places. One is because of solace. There is nobody around. Two is because they will be able to overcome these issues connected to the body. The cold weather doesn't affect them. The hot weather doesn't affect them. You can find these things. Those who achieve that kind of a perfection in yoga is able to overcome these little issues connected to the body. These he calls as necessary evil. (laughs) Why is it a necessary evil? Necessary evil is because you have no choice but to eat little food, isn't it? You can't say I am going to be totally hungry, I don't want any food. There are lots of people in this world uh, who wish that today's day and age when they are sitting at home they should not feel too much hungry isn't it? (laughs) Because what are you going to do just sitting at home? Your mouth needs that, your stomach is growling. But when you are at work or when you are doing something, you don't feel that, isn't it? So today the need is quite high. Hearing and seeing things from a distance. How many of you would love to hear what other people are speaking? If they are saying something against you, if they are conspiring, if they are doing something which you know, you want to be a part of and yet you are being told you cannot be a part of. The curiosity that is there when a person feels, I need to know. And then, Not only hearing them, but seeing things for yourself. You wish sometimes you are there at that place. Right? The seeing things is the problem is when people write in between that thing comes up. It blocks the space. (laughs) Okay, technological issues can't be helped. Hmm. So, seeing things when you are not there at that point in time. What is happening over there? How are things going on? Today the need is pretty high, isn't it again? You are not able to get out of your colony, you cannot leave that place and go and you want to know what is happening somewhere else. This is an issue which everybody wants to clear up in their world. You want to hear and see things. Well, please do the yoga that is prescribed. Then you will get those powers. By the way, these are minor powers. They are not great ones. They are very tiny. The other ones were quite big. Swiftness like that of a mind. Finding solution today is so very important, isn't it? So the swiftness of the mind, immediate solving problems. You wish your IQ was very high. You wish you will be able to solve issues instantly. Now, many a times you get frustrated when people cannot understand what you are speaking. You have to tell them 10 times this is what I meant. You see when you are facing them in office, it is at least you know that person is a duffer. <laughs> but today when you are doing your calls on, the, on your phone or you are taking it through some other devices, you cannot even force that person you cannot even physically show the person how to do that particular thing so instead of finishing the call in 5 minutes you have taken 3 hours 4 hours 2 days 3 days trying to drill this matter into that person and you are at loggerheads with everybody you know because nothing seems to move at such point in time this power is needed This is a power which will tell you swiftness of the mind. You can go from one place to the other solve the problem in that person's place and solve the problem in this place and be available everywhere. So this is one of the powers. Then assuming any form at will this is another important power you want to take another form? Yeah. You want to become a bird sometimes and fly. You want to become an animal. You want to know what is happening. You want to become an ant so that you can sneak into smaller places. Everything that you wish to see, do, that which is impossible today to think of even that. Assuming any form at will. In our scriptures and storybooks from the past, have you heard of somebody taking different forms? You remember the golden deer from Ramayana? Mm. So, the Rakshasas, the demonical creatures, take different forms. That is what changes their way of thinking. Even when you see the Hollywood movies, you will find that the villains take all these different forms. They change themselves into some other person. Have you seen that? If I become somebody else, then the other person may think I am that person. Now that kind of a power. And why is it still considered as a secondary power? Don't you think that is primary? Entering into anyone's body You would love to enter into some people's body, no? It is so wonderful to actually experience. But whatever I have discussed till just now, let me assure you that to enter somebody's body is not good. Empathy, you know empathy? Empathy is a word which You feel the other person, whatever the person is going through, you are able to understand and experience. Would you want to trade your life for somebody else's life, even for five minutes? I don't think you will want to do that. It looks very beautiful and brilliant. Yeah, all the people would love to become film stars, some great artists, somebody, some great scientists or, you know, politicians, powerful police people, all all kinds of stuff. And then you feel that, yeah, if I become that, if I get into their body, I can do a lot of stuff. This is one of the powers which you can assume once you have done this particular thing called excelling in the art of yoga. These are powers. Dying according to one's wish. Joining in the reaction of the gods, fulfillment of wished for objects, having one's command, obeyed everywhere without fail. This is verse 7 from chapter 10 of the Uddhava Gita. Krishna is describing further. He says, Dying according to one's wish. Yeah. Everybody wants a very good death. If you ask a person and tell them, what kind of death do you wish to have? You know what the person is going to say? I just want to die in my sleep. Somebody will say, I want a spectacular death. Like all the starry villains that are there. You got blown in outer space or something like that. Well, everybody loves to have a very good death. But if you are lying in the hospital bed for two, three years, maybe in a coma, maybe your hand or leg is broken, you have come, you have had an accident, your needle sticking in your body, you are going through a painful process, And then you have to die with a lot of pain. Nobody wants that kind of a death. Absolutely nobody wants that kind of a death. We all want a very swift and a simple death in one stroke. I will be dead like that. Great people do not do that. The higher a person, his death is spectacular from a different perspective. There is a lot of pain, there is a lot of hurt, there is a lot of problems in this person's life. Take the death of Krishna. Imagine an arrow sticking in his toe and getting poisoned slowly and sitting in one place with the terrible amount of pain searing through his body or getting nailed to the cross and then dying a very, very slow death or getting poisoned by one of his own people and then lying on the bed For many hours. And then slowly the life is ebbing away. I told you about three great people over here. All these three. Are. The highest. Where spiritual is concerned. Krishna. Jesus. Buddha. Now tell me. Was their death spectacular or yours? The one that you are thinking where you just want to go away in a moment's notice. So this is what is important. But those who are seeking this kind of a power where you can control death. Well, yoga is the answer. Joining in the recreation of the gods. huh? You see when you go to the heavens you get a lot of sops and benefits and enjoyments as you go along i mean every religion tells you about different different kinds of enjoyments that are there wine women dance these that all those kind of things isn't it beautiful scenery you can enjoy there are thrones there is gold there is these do you really believe in all these kind of heaven It's a marketing department of the Gods, which is creating that particular image, okay? Huh. So <laughs> don't get conned into thinking that that is how it is going to be. You see, the marketing department of every company, every airline, you name it. Everybody, you know, the way they picture beautiful things around. But when you actually go and experience those, you will be completely disappointed. So the heavens are a disappointment. Let me assure you this much. No heaven, no Indra's heaven, which is supposed to be the, you know, the slickest, the most wonderful heaven of all, is Indra's heaven. Okay. It is full of all the beautiful stuff. Well, he can beat Caligula in that. (laughs) In enjoyment. (laughs) Sorry. The Department of Enjoyment, Indra is the best. Now you would love to have those kind of enjoyments on earth. That comes to you if you become a yogic person. You see, you perform this pranayama, yoga sanas, and all that. Yes, yes, you will get to that. Then fulfillment of the wished for object, whatever object that you wish for, it's right in front of you. Here you are master, I am giving it to you. Having once command obeyed everywhere without fail. This is one thing every parent will want to have. I wish my children listened to me the moment I tell them, sit down, get up, stand up. You know, (laughs) you would love to do that. All the parents in the world, even the husbands or the wives, my husband never listens to me. If I tell him this, he will never listen to me. Or my wife, if I tell her one thing, she will go and do something else. I wish I had the power to tell somebody something and they will listen just like that. You think a guru doesn't want that? (laughs) A guru says, Okay, go get me a glass of water. Even Narada forgets to get that glass of water. Remember that? (laughs) So it's the same thing. It's very tough. But at that point in time, Don't you want that great magical mystery over there? Magic with you. Yes, go and do this. And everybody listens to you. Verse 8, chapter 10 of the Uddhava Gita. Knowledge of the past, present and the future. Not being affected by the pair of opposites. Reading other people's thoughts. Counteracting the influence of fire, sun, water, poison and the like. And not being overcome by anybody. I guess nobody will say, I don't want these powers. They would rather say, I want all of them. Can you just package, bundle it so so that I can get the complete benefit. Look at that. Knowledge of the past, present and the future. You would love to know the knowledge, everything. You want to know what your girlfriend did before she met you. Isn't it? (laughs) Or how many you know, girls did, your boyfriend have that also you want to know, that is the past you want to know. The future, I guess today everybody wants to know the future. The future is when is this pandemic going to end, when am I going to go out, when are things going to happen. Everybody is giving some different different figures, you know, somebody says two years, somebody says six months, somebody says three days, you name it, everybody is saying, oh, 21st, everything is going to get open. Nothing is going to get opened. You know that and I know that also. That pandemic fellow is right around the corner, you know, he's just waiting, taking a bite of you. So you be careful. But you would love to know the future. If you knew the future, you will play the, you know, races also. You know which horse is going to win. All those who go for all these games, they would love to know the future have you not seen that movie back to the future he knows the answer okay this is who is going to win so let me do this you want to know the future you want to know the past and yes you want to be there in the present as well not being affected by pair of opposites Yes, you don't want to be affected by a pair of opposites. Sometimes you get so much of pasting, you know, in your life, you don't know. I don't, I don't want to get beating so much. Beating really doesn't mean beating. It means that you get trashed around so much, kicked around so much by your bosses and your spouses and everybody around you. Your own children will come and say a lot of nonsensical stuff to you. What are you to do? At such point in time, this power should be there with you. You should not get affected. You should be that Buddha. I don't want to be affected, people will say. You should be able to read other people's thoughts. Yeah. How many of you want to read other people's thoughts? One day, one Swamiji was asked this. You are a great Swami. You must be having this power. I was personally present in front of him that day. Okay, and I was looking at him, what answer is he going to give? A great person. Swamiji, you have such a great power, you can read anybody's thoughts. So he says, why do I need to read all your dirty thoughts? (laughs) I already have enough of them myself. I don't want to read your dirty thoughts and imagine everybody has all these kind of thoughts going on in their minds. Why would anybody want to read other people's thoughts? But no, this is the power you get. You get the vibes. I can read your mind. You love to read the minds of people, right? (laughs) But it's a dirty mind. Be careful. Counteracting the influence of fire, sun, water, poison and the like. Of course. When the sun is too hot, you want to have a cooling apparatus with you. Everything cools down. You don't feel the hot sun. Ask those people who live in Chennai and other places. They will tell you this. We wish that there is some magical thing with us where they will keep our body cool. Doesn't happen. Water. Those of you don't know how to swim. I can raise my hand of course. (laughs) I would love to have control over water. Definitely. I want to be swimming like the fishes also. And not feeling the problems that are there with it. Then the poisons. Remember poison ivy? Hmm? So in the same way, we want to overcome the poisons and the like and not being overcome by anybody. Yes, of course, I don't want anybody to overcome me. I should be the greatest as far as, you know, even the verbal battles go. I should get the last word. Who doesn't want it? All the great oratorists, you know, whoever is an orator, the one who wants to write, Everything. All the people in the world, they want to be the best whereas they are able to give the best repartee possible. Give them back. Who will not want this? Politicians especially will want this power. We have to tell them they should do yoga every day. Oh, sorry. They are already doing. (laughs) So you know now where they will get their powers from. Superman. (laughs) Like that, you know. So you will have all the presidents and the prime minister wearing all the beautiful robes, you know, like Superman, Spider-Man, Batman and all that. Verse 9 from chapter 10 of the Uddhava Gita. These in brief are the powers that come out of concentration in yoga. Now learn from me what powers come out of particular concentration and the way they come. Oh my God, he is going to give us the technology also associated with it. So you be ready. All right. And those who don't have this book, you can write them down. Maybe you will be able to overcome your bosses or your wives or your husbands or whoever. You'll be able to read their minds. Mm, Like that. (laughs) You see, have have you noticed in the movies they normally... I don't know why they have to do this to read the mind of a person. You don't have to do anything. You just have to act natural. You can get all the sounds coming in. You just put on the high frequency radio, you know, in your brain. And maybe you will receive all the waves from everywhere. Too much of noise. Hmm. So, these are the powers in brief. Now, Krishna has just given you an idea. By concentrating on yoga. Yes, of course, you got to concentrate. Learn concentration. Learn that power of seeing at the tip of your nose. Remember, it started from there. Put both your eyes at the tip of your nose and do your breathing in and out and raise the kumbhakas and be sitting properly over there. Yes. And say the word oh. How many times also he has told you? Three times a day. At the tents. The shakas like we sit in. So, three times a day. And he has said, you know, within 30 days you should be able to get it. See, Krishna is telling you. Alright? So, you got to trust him. You got to believe it. So, if you don't get it, blame the publisher. Alright? Because he must have made some mistake while while doing the copy. (laughs) So, it is like that. The idea is that this yoga of concentration is very tough in the material world because one, you don't know where your mind is. You know your mind is like going from one place to the other, to the other, to the other and you are supposed to catch it. First, you don't know the mind. How are you going to catch it in the second place? It's not possible. It's very tough. So he says, These are the powers that come out of concentration in yoga. Now learn what powers come out of particular concentration and the way they come. Now we are going to do detailed. Hmm? So verse 10 from chapter 10 Uddhava Gita. The worshipper of subtle matter attains to my power of minuteness by concentrating the mind which is also a subtle matter on me as possessing the supervening adjunct of subtle matter. Now, I am going to give you an explanation of this. Maybe the technology is hidden somewhere. If you can understand my simple English, then maybe you will be able to get that power of minuteness. Let us see what the minuteness can be achieved. He says, The worshipper of subtle matter Attains to my power of minuteness. The worshipper of subtle matter. What is the subtle matter? You know what the subtle matter is. The subtle body is there, right? What is the subtle body? We have the mind, intellect, and the prana. Now, this bundled package, three of them together. Can you see the life forces? No. Can you see the mind? No. Can you know where the intellect is? See, some people think that the intellect is literally in the brain stuck up in some places, you know, it is like stored in the form of, uh, you know, data, somewhere in that. If that was the case, then you need to go and clean your brains, right? Defrag. Technique is very simple. You have to understand the subtle matter. Which means those who worship the subtle matter attains to my power of minuteness. Where is the subtle matter? I just now pointed it out to you. Brain is a storehouse of knowledge as everybody knows. But it is not just the brain. It is distributed all over the body inside and outside also. So the subtle body is not just inside. It is outside as well. And this knowledge which is there of the subtle body, the subtle matters, is outside and inside of this person. Can you see the prana? Right? Now, the power of visualization is what is taught by all these great babajis who teach yoga. They will say, imagine you are taking in the breath. Look at the tip of your nose. You can see those things enter inside. They go higher up. They turn downwards. Then they are crossing this path and that path. The air that you breathe in only goes to the lungs it's not going to your stomach it's not going beyond also you know that in the normal course of life where does the breath go if it goes inside your stomach or your intestines you know you're going to fart we are not talking about that kind of an air okay we are just going to breathe through the nose and it is going to go in our lungs Now, the subtle part of it is what? The subtle part of it is why are you thinking it goes to the nose, to the lungs? No. Imagine these pranas, these small particles of life, they are entering your body, they are going through the channels of the Eda, and they are going right to the bottom of your. where you sit. Okay. And then they turn upwards. Because there is a path like this. Okay. And then it comes upwards. Visualize it. Subtle body. Remember subtle body. Don't forget this. This is the main thing. The subtle matter can only be understood by those who do the power of concentration on that. So imagine you are that prana, that tiny fellow. Some we have to visualize. Okay. And it is going inside your nose. It is going up top and then going down. And instead of going to the lungs, it is going right up to the bottom. And then slowly it is taking a U-turn over there and coming upwards. And then from here it is going out. Meanwhile, while you are doing this, you are supposed to say the om. Alright. And those who know this thing. It is so-hum-hum-so, isn't it? You can learn. There are some great people in this world who have perfected this technique. You can join their classes and understand the perfection of their technique. After that, you are going to have all these powers. First is the minuteness, the chota. Alright? So first you will get to understand how to become small that will teach you how to sneak out of the ashrams also, yes. Because you see, in the ashrams you don't get good food to eat, you don't get pizzas and burgers. You get that? No. So the first thing that a person would like to do is, the moment I get out, you know, ah, I'm going to have a drink, I'm going to have pizza, I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. You know, this ashram doesn't even give me cup of tea. They give me that kashaya, so yucky. Huh? I'm going to have coffee. I'm going to sit sit in Starbucks. Well, that is what happens in an ashram. So here, let us come back to our story. So, the way in which minuteness can be done is through the power of concentration. You please understand how this happens. Going inwards and reaching to the bottom, touching all the chakras on the way. We have described the chakras, right? And why? At the bottom it is turning upwards. All right. Missing point over here. here is called the bandhas. You see, bandhas means locks. You see, if you do not allow the bandhas to act, then whatever you are doing is going to go bottom, out. So you got to execute the bandhas properly. Bandhas means locks. All right. All the women in the world. I am sure you have heard of the Kegel exercises. Very good. Those who have not heard of the Kegel exercises, just write the word down and after you finish this satsang, go and check out for yourself. It is nothing but the bandha that is there. Okay, at the bottom. It closes the pathway downwards. Okay, that is a kind of a thing then you should know the bandhas of different, different places. Here, here, everywhere there are locks, they call it. So you should be able to divert the flow of this prana properly. It's like roadblocks. Okay, you block it over here, then you block it over there, and then you block it over there. You know how the road works nowadays, isn't it? One way street, two way street, you know, you can go only left, you can go right, that way. So all these locks which are there inside the body, they will show you which path to take. This path or this path. So execution of the path of this prana inside your body, you should know which way to go. Like I said, I am not going to give you the detailed analysis, but what Krishna is saying over here, that I am telling you. So you got to know the worshipper of subtle matter, He should know my power of my minuteness by concentrating the mind. Mind is a subtle matter. So he concentrates on the mind. On me as possessing the supervening adjunct of the subtle matter. Imagine I am inside your body. Maybe I am in a small boat or something like that. Or maybe in a small flying machine. And I am going inside. That is you only. Nobody else. Krishna, the one inside of you is the same. Did he not tell you that he lives in your heart? So imagine he has taken one nice flying aircraft or something like that and he's entering and is going downwards and then he is taking a U-turn over there and coming outwards and trying to exit from there. So this is the way. So knowing how this works is an important part of understanding. So now did you know how this works? I've given you the answer. You have to become minute. Think tiny. Think tiny. Use your mind to think tiny. And think you are that God who is going to do all those changes inside. The idea is you cannot become big at that time. okay? Otherwise you know what is going to happen. You see, a tiny person living in a big man's body and suddenly bloats up, you know what happens. Everything goes like that. So, you better be careful that you don't try to become big at that time. All right. So, you are a tiny fellow who is gone inside and who is going to do all these things, travel through the entire space, that is the space inside. And then when you are going at different, different junctions, you are going to go and tap on them like that. Now you understand where this kundalini yoga comes into the picture? Because the moment you are going into the Dhara chakra, you are going to go and tap in all the petals over there, tap 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 tap, like that. Alright, so that all the goddesses, the powers over there, they will open up and they will be happy to receive you, like that. Imagine, Krishna, in the tiniest form, is entering the body, is going right inside, Turning and tapping on everybody, hey, hello, I'm here, hello, I am here, hello, I am here, knock, knock, I am here, knock, knock. You have to do all this inside your body. How? That is the place where meditation comes in, isn't it? So now did you get the technique of meditation? Sit in one place, peacefully and calmly. Do this breathing exercise, saying the word Om. Imagine that you are taking in the breath, the breath is going inwards, you are accompanying the breath. Okay. Please understand this. You have to understand this particular adjunct of what is called as minuteness. You are going along with the breath inside. And when you are going inside, you have to visualize at different, different stations that are there, whether you are in the Muladhara Chakra, whether they are the Swadhisthana Chakra or whichever. Manipura and all that. Yeah, yeah, Everywhere you are going to go and go and knock over there and say open up, open up, open up, open up, open up. So when all these chakras open up, naturally you are going to get the benefits connected to those powers which are sitting on top of the lotus petals over there. So this is the way in which you can concentrate the mind, which is the subtle matter on me as possessing the supervening adjunct of subtle matter. Imagine me. I am the one who is inside of you and trying to do this whole thing for you. Got it? Right. So this is the way in which you can attain this objective of becoming tiny. First you have to do it inside your own body. Then you see it is nothing but you are doing a trial run in your small tiny aircraft of yours. Okay. Now do these powers actually exist or are are they not there? The first power that he discussed was becoming small. These powers are very much there. Please remember the scriptures are telling you the truth. Krishna is not lying when he says these words. So always know that he is telling you the truth. But the most important part is to understand the truth. If I have to understand the truth, I have to follow the detailed path given by him. Which means if there is a particular thing which he says this is how you got to do, you have to do it exactly the way he is saying. When I work in the kitchen and I say that first you have to take a pan and then you have to put the oil and then you have to put the tadka and then you have to do this and then you have to do that and you have to fry the onion or whatever you understand what I am saying. For so much amount of time till it becomes brown, you better do it. Otherwise, most of the time you will forget and uh, finally in the end, oh, I forgot to put the onion. Okay, finally I will put it. Dumb. You are not going to get anything out of it. No good taste also, right? So in that technology that I explained to you, there are processes involved. So I gave you the process involved. First and foremost, you have to think. The thinking process is important before you do anything. So whenever a Krishna is giving the technology to you, you understand it in detail. That It is when you understand the detail, you will know what the power is. 30 days enough to know all these powers. Mm, sorry. <laughs> so within 30 days, of course, you can have the pa- power of minuteness, the smallness that you want to become. We are doing 11 verse. Chapter 10 Uddhava Gita Fixing on me as possessing the supervening adjunct of the intelligent cosmic mind one's mind is characterized by similar attributes one attains the power of immensity and concentrating on me as possessed of the adjunct of ether and other elements one attains the respective immensities of those elements Did I go too fast? Okay I will slow down now we have to understand the immensities of all this is there in the universe that means how big is the universe you have to visualize we did the minuteness it was small you just entered your body now try to enter start let us start with the rainforest okay so we are entering the amazonian rainforest We are traveling down the Amazon or somebody wants to do it in the Nile. Please do that as well. It doesn't matter. Yeah, finally you are going to end up somewhere in Arctic Ocean or Antarctica or some such place. Okay. First, let us do the Earth. So this kind of a visualization which you need to do, the supervening intellect adjunct of the intellect cosmic mind, the same divine being called Krishna who designed this entire universe you have to become his mind exactly the way he might have thought of this universe so imagine this process where you are going through this from one side that is from a human being side you are going to become that god alright so let us do that so first you get out of your city not physically Remember we are sitting in one place. We are sitting in a very good posture. Breathing. You are taking in. Breathing in. Breathing out. Kumbhaka. All those things. You remember all that. No, I don't have to teach you again that. So now the next power you want. Power number two. Power number two is to become that big huge thing immense. So to first become immense you have to go out of this. And visualize what is happening in different cities and different places. And then you come to the Asia, Africa, all these continents you have to reach. And then you have to reach just at the whole, that globe that we are sitting on. Slowly you have to leave the globe. And then you have to go go in outer space and see the moon, the stars, all those things. And then you have to visualize outside and outside and outside. Just keep on doing that. This you are doing as a human. Remember. What is happening on the other side of the moon? We'll have to ask the Chinese. Okay. Don't ask the Chinese. You can do this exercise. And maybe you can see what is happening on the other side of the moon. Carry a torch with you. (laughs) Alright. That side is always dark. No, that is what I am saying. It's a joke. Sorry. (laughs) So, you go to the other side of the moon. And then... You want to go to the sun also? Of course you can go to the sun. You don't have to take a picture from here Earth. you can go to the sun as well. The power of reaching these destinations is very much within you. How you have to do that is the technique mentioned over here. Krishna is saying something. Remember, when I was talking about minuteness, I said, imagine Krishna is the small, tiny person. How would he enter the different, different locations of your body? How would he go and turn around and tap and do this and do that? I explained to you. Now imagine him, him, Krishna, which is you. You are now going to imitate him. You are going to be a part of his. Right? So... You are that intelligent being. So the adjunct of intelligent cosmic mind, you have to create yourself into that intelligent cosmic mind. You understand how this is done? Think you are that God. I want you to think you are that God. How would you do this whole thing? Start from the beginning. Where is the beginning? Well, let us ask the scientist. I thought they said something like a Big Bang. So let us start at the Big Bang. See, I don't know what others are thinking, but maybe we can start at the Big Bang. So the Big Bang is happening. Where are you standing, by the way? When the Big Bang was happening, where were you standing? Can you imagine that? No. No. But that you've got to do because see you have to become Krishna at that time. You have to become the divinity and visualize this whole concept. How you are going to place this whole solar system, all the other solar systems also. Because there are according to science there are some trillions or billions. Or, I don't, I don't know what figure that is. A gazillions of universes out there. So we are now going to start somewhere. And from that point source the whole thing is going to come out. So where are you standing? Uh, Where are you? Uh, Forget about standing. Maybe you are sitting in your bedroom doing the yoga, no? Think you are there. And then how are you going to place these planetary systems? Go into the mind of Krishna. Think how he must have done. Your imagination fails, is it? Why are you worried about your imagination failing? You are going to become that. You are a yogi. Par excellence. You are going to create the worlds. Not only this. The next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. On all those galaxies and God knows what all things. So when you are going to create. Yes of course you will also know what is there in the black hole. That also. God Almighty, he created all this. So you have to become a part of his mind, the cosmic mind and think how he must have created. So, which is characterized by similar attributes. What is the attribute that you have? Remember, you also have that attribute which he has. It is called intellect. So if Krishna has the intellect, you also have the intellect. So you have the intellect. So you also think like him, isn't it? So, when you think like him, the intellect, the power of thinking is coming from the intellect, and how you have to come out of this is the power of the mind, visualizing, creating, those kind of things. One attains the power of immensity and concentrating on me as the possessed of the adjunct of ether and the other elements. All this came from ether, isn't it? You know what ether is, it is the fifth. Element, five. There are five elements. What is the first one? You know, all the remaining ones, they, they are available on the earth, which is earth itself, water, a fire, like that. What is the last one? When you remove the air, when you remove the space also, what is remaining when you remove the space? It is called ether. Right? So, think the last one, the element called ether is there. You have the control over the ether. So think like that. When you have possessed the adjunct of the ether, you are that ether. Are you not made up of the five elements? Yes. You are also made up of the five elements. Space ether one. We will take that as one only. So the ether is the element which you are made up of. Imagine you are that ether. Imagine you are that ether. And now start putting all the planetary systems in space. Okay, let me put the moon over here. Let me put the sun over here. Let me put the earth over here. Like that. And then you push them. You know, they will go around. Right? So that way. As possessed of the adjunct of the ether and the other elements, one attains the respective immensities of those elements. How big is ether? unimaginably bigger. So you will get the power associated with the ether. So if you get power associated with the ether, don't you think Saturn will look only so much instead of becoming so big? Yes. Earth will be like a tiny dot for you. Pinhead. Exactly. So if you become the ether, if you understand this power of ether, you will become immense. And then you don't need any telescope or anything like that. You can just say, oh, This is the new Andromeda galaxy. Okay, that is Milky Way and that is this and that is that. Oh, this is the Sirius. Yeah, very good. Okay, and this is this and that is that. You can see all those roaming around. And then you can become minute. next. You go inside that system. So now you have been given two powers. First one is how to become small. Second one is how to become big. The technology is explained here only. Remember what I said, how you have to become small? You have to go inside, take the small aircraft, go inwards. Now, no inwards and all that. We are going outwards. So take the power of ether. Everywhere there is ether. Ether has taken this entire thing, isn't it? Whatever that is there, that is created, is covered by ether. Space. So when you have that from here to the nearest star system uh, you, it takes about I think one light year. You don't have to do that. You just stand over there. Okay, this is over here. This is over here. Okay, push this fellow slightly on the right hand side. Okay, we are going to distribute this whole solar system nicely, isn't it? All the clouds they have to look very beautiful. Oh, there is a megalenic cloud over there. Please move on this side. Okay. Like I have the lighting system over here. Okay. My face should look good. (laughs) Alright. So you can create the whole universe like this. This is the power of immensity which you can get from yoga. So this is the way in which Krishna is explaining. Do not consider this as some stupid explanation. Alright because this is actually the real explanation. I just made it little funny because human beings do not even have a billionth part of his intellect. Being stupid not able to get over their stupidest of their tendencies of even getting up in the morning those who think that they can get these powers why not try getting up in the morning in time if you can overcome that stupid tendency of yours of sleeping around you know putting your alarm on and then going to sleep these are immense powers you want to become like krishna you can't even control your mind If I tell you you are stupid, you are going to get very upset. Remember, it's a minor power of not getting swayed. You remember that? I just now explained to you, it's a minor power. Why are you disturbed? If I tell you get lost, you will get upset. If your husband says something to you, your wife says something to you, your children say something to you, you get upset. If you cannot control your mind in these circumstances, Many a times you are thinking of committing suicide and trying to do whatever stupid stuff that you want to do. How do you think you are going to get these powers? First try to control that silly mind of yours. If you want to attain the power of Krishna, first understand these things. It is not so easy as it seems. But it is easier also. Don't get swayed. Become that perfect yogi. Don't ask for stupid stuff. You see, stupid stuff can I get this car? Can I get this salary? Can I get this job? That is stupid. Yeah, you have to do stupid stuff also in this world. But then, if you are asking for minuteness and big and immensity and all those powers, Here he is giving you the techniques and the technology associated with it. I am not joking. This is real. It is the truth. But first understand one thing. The discipline that is required to be that perfect yogi is needed by you. And all those who think that they can achieve all these objectives become that perfect yogi. You will get all these powers. So we will stop over here. And I'll see you all in the coming week. We will do verse 12 onwards. Take care. You have a very great week ahead. Stay at home. Don't disobey the orders of the government. All right. And take care. Bye.